Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, a lot of lists that include Tetris. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, do you watch a lot of, like, cooking shows on Netflix or okay, anything? No. Hold on, because okay. I came in with this, like, really high energy. Yeah. I was, like, shouting a little uh-huh. bit, and then you're like, hey, do you ever watch cooking shows? What can I say? I'm a chill dude. I mean, I, and I like your energy. I hang We've loose. We've got a good dynamic. You hate blues? I hang loose. Oh, I see. I say, what do you got against the blues? What cooking shows have you been watching, Mark? Well, okay, here's the thing is it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. The, the, uh, <laughs> like, Netflix has, they know that I like the great British British baking show or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. You had it right, except it's not British, but you had it. You had it, it's otherwise. Not gr- it's not British. <laughs> well, uh, I'll have to double check Netflix. Right, time and, will tell. And, uh, and so it has started offering me, like, other lesser British TV shows. Mm-mm. And I keep watching them, even though they're not very good. Well, so why are you following the British side of that when you can be following the food side of it? Are you watching Ugly Delicious? I'm not, although I've heard good things. You should watch Ugly Delicious. It's good. The first episode is about pizza. Second episode is about tacos. I mean, like, how? You, there's no going wrong with this. I also watched Nailed It. Mm, with, yeah, with Nicole Byer. Yes, with Nicole Byer. Um, How's that? It's fine. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these shows are just fine. But, mm. you know, when you are, like, doing something else and you want something on the soothing sounds of, like, British chefs quietly making sous vide steak or whatever, you know, it's fine. Right. It's a nice way to just, like, unplug and just let the day disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good advice. However, I would say Ugly Delicious. It's a little bit more in your face. You kind of have to, like, pay attention to it every now and then. Like, things are animated. Um, but it's good. Uh, would would recommend. Have you watched Wild Wild Country yet? Yes, I have. Uh, I would like to get into that. I watched that uh, that SNL from last week where they did like an extended uh, Wild Wild Country parody, and I was like, I don't get any of these jokes. You should watch it. It's great. I will. Doesn't SNL SNL has problems ending sketches? They don't know how to do a button. No, and there were a number of times while watching this. Uh, I really enjoyed this last episode, the one that John Mulaney hosted. I think John Mulaney's very funny. Um, but there were a bunch of times where it's like. This sketch should have ended three lines ago. Okay, I th- you did the outline and then kept going. I think John Mulaney's really funny too. But like a perfect example of a sketch that doesn't know when to e- or that doesn't really have a funny ending is the drag brunch sketch. Yeah, where you're just like, oh, that just kind of peters out. And- Here's so th- they had a good outline in this, and I'm sorry that we're talking about this result. I am too. I do apologize. <laughs> when when he says, oh, the the deal was I had to work a whole shift. That's the outline. That's the line that you're like, that's it. Blackout. That's as absurd as it gets. And then it goes on for another like three or four lines. SNL. Look, we think John Mulaney is very funny, but we're not here to discuss John Mulaney today. We are here to discuss the Game Boy Classic Edition theoretical. This is a list. These are lists that we are coming up with with help from you. Um, but before we dig into that, just want to say, hey, please uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If we can get 50 of those reviews, 
on Apple Podcasts. Maybe we can go to E3 this year as press. We can at least apply to have someone say, maybe next year, fellas. And we're getting close. So thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and everywhere, or not even on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it, not just for getting to E3, but it also helps visibility and spreading the word about the show. Oh, yeah. All of that stuff helps visibility. So thank you to everyone who have reviewed us anywhere or nowhere. We appreciate it. Also, if you're not sick of me talking to you, um, I am appearing on the Parrothead podcast this week to pit uh, Beach Boy songs against Jimmy Buffett songs in a series of uh, song category contests. I I like to believe that I crushed the hosts when they brought Jimmy Buffett songs, and I said, here is a Beach Boys song that is unquestionably better than the song that you are presenting, but let's leave it up to the listeners to decide who won that contest and who lost that contest, even though it's obvious that I crushed them. Mark, I crushed them. Anyway, let's get into this conversation. Perhaps first a statement of the rules. Mark, if you please. So I believe we both came up, we both generated a list of up to 15 titles. Yes. That would be on a theoretical Game Boy Classic Edition. Like Nintendo has previously released an NES Classic Edition and a SNES Classic Edition. Um, It's usually like a mini version of the hardware Mm -hmm. that emulates like around like 20 or 25 classic games from those systems the two examples so far have been 21 and 30 but yes (laughs) we're going with 15 i'm not sure why that's our number perhaps when we combine our lists and like take uh kind of listener suggestions we will get like a nice round 30 or who knows we'll 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 see where we land um and we did uh, we solicited uh, and a lot of you emailed in uh, or tweeted at us. Thank you, everyone, for all of those um, good suggestions all around, although some of you I would like to challenge as we go through this. Um, but first, I wonder if we... I, I'd like to talk about what, like, physically this thing is. You mentioned that the other classic editions have been, like, mini versions of the hardware, and there have been a couple different iterations of the Game Boy, um, and we we included both Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, but on, not on our the list. Game Boy Advance. Not Game Boy Advance. It's a different machine. Everyone knows it. Um, so what? Uh, f- first of all, what what do, you, what do you want from like the body of this thing? What do you want it to look like? In my mind, can I tell you what? In, in my mind, there there are um, uh, three like main versions of the Game Boy. Right? There's the old fashioned brick one, the like gray, and it's huge and fat. Um, and then there's like the slim down. I don't know if they called it mini at the time or if I was just calling it mini or, or what. Um, but it's the smaller ones that came out around the same time as Pokemon. And they came out in colors. So there was a yellow one, a green one, a blue one, a red one. Um, and then there's the color, which says Game Boy Color on it and is like purple. Um, and has a similar shape to the sort of mini one. Um, but I think there's like just a little bit more like diagonal kind of like cut to the back of it um so uh, for my money i like the mini size um but sort of just like the uh kind of like classic gray finish to it i feel like the question is like what do we want this system to do like if if as a classic edition we just want it to play like a game boy yes uh like handheld 
then I think it makes sense. I think the most iconic is like the original fat brick gray. But here's the thing. I think portability is going to be a huge factor here, right? Like you need to be able to take this thing on the go and it needs to not be something that like you're making extra space in your like purse or bag or backpack for, right? Right. Um, so it's got to be able to fit in a pocket. It's, it can't be bigger than like an iPhone X. 10? iPhone 10? 10. iPhone Cross? <laughs> uh, but one thing I would like this to do, and since it's a theoretical machine, right. I can make it happen. Let's do it. Is like plug into the TV. So have a mm. like HDMI out cable that you can plug into the TV and then it plays like a Super Game Boy. What if it just, uh, what if you can just stream it to your Switch? What about that? If it has like Bluetooth communication with Switch and you can just stream it to your Switch and then you can uh, put it up on any TV. Sure, I'd be totally into that because then you could use that same Bluetooth technology to get rid of link cables. Perfect. Perfect. Actually, hold on. I'm going to do, I'm going to do one better than what I was uh, just pitching right there. So I would like this thing to, uh, uh, first of all, no, no removable batteries, right? Has a, a battery packed in. Because remember the original Game Boy, you needed to have uh, four AA batteries. And then when they went over to the Mini, it was like two AAA, I think. Um, but we're saying here, uh, just a rechargeable battery and three different ports on the bottom of it. So you can use a micro SD, you, you can use a USB-C, or the... Uh, 3ds uh, like charging <laughs> cable. I want you to be able to charge this thing however you have. I know this is theoretical, but that's crazy. All right, then just the, the just the USB C one <laughs> and my and micro. It needs to have at least two. Because here's the thing: if it has the uh, USB C uh, thing on it, then you could just put it in the dock, and the dock shoots it up like the, a, switch, the switch dock. dock. Yeah, I feel like it's. Sure. <laughs> I was going to argue with you, but like, it's theoretical. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Although then it would also need to talk to your Joy-Cons. No, I love it. I All love right, it. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let the wizards figure it out. All right. Wizards will figure it out. Uh, so, the, okay. Those two things, we've settled on that. Uh, and then when you have it either communicating with the Switch or slammed into the dock, um, you get the Super Game Boy uh, like, options. So you can put dumb little borders on there and draw on stuff if you want mm -hmm. to. <laughs> um, so that's all perfect. Uh, other features of this thing. Do you want a backlit screen? Yes. Okay. I feel like that's a must. Screen needs to be backlit. Uh, it needs to also, uh, obviously, um, be more like the Game Boy Color presentation. So instead of being like, uh, on a green background, on a like white background, basically. Um, which. But I does doing all of that like take away what people want from a Game Boy Classic? Uh, well, see, the thing is, I don't know, because was the switch over to the Mini became less of a green uh, transaction and more of like a black on gray. You know, the, the background there was grayer than it was green. Um, but with like a Game Boy Color, you could just set the lightest color to be kind of green, right? Do you think that the portability is like important here? Or do you think we just want to like play these games again? Hmm. I think the portability is important. Like, I think, at least, like, for, for my list of games, I was picking games that were, that I liked partially for their portability. I think that's a lot of why the Pokemon games work the way they do. You have to be able to play those on the go, right? And you have to be able to challenge your friends out in the wild somewhere, right? I mean, I guess you're right. 
I mean, you're definitely right in that situation, but I think you're right about the portability in general. I mean, I remember when I was playing the SNES Classic Edition, anytime I play the SNES Classic Edition, I'm like, oh, this is fun, and now I wish I could take it and play in bed, you know? Right, or On take, the couch. Yeah, if I could play it while watching TV, like, game changer, right? I mean, like, so well, I joked about it at the top of the show, but every list, everyone says put Tetris on this thing. And part of the reason Tetris works so well is that you can play it anywhere. Yeah, who wants to play Tetris on the TV? Yeah, yeah. It's like for that to be like your main activity, be like everyone gather around, we're playing Tetris. It's a bit much, right? Like something else can happen while you're playing that game, and you'll love it more than anything. Because um, Tetris is an amazing game, and it's on all of our lists. And if it's not on our classic edition, I'm quitting the show tonight. <laughs> um, so yes, I do think portability is uh, a, a main feature of it. I would rather it be strictly portable that like if 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 we had if you to had choose, to choose yeah if we had to choose i would say all right just portable then i agree it doesn't go up on the tv also you don't really want to see a game boy game blown up to the size of your 60 inch you know a 4k tv i guess that's true it's just kind of like i feel like the game boy obviously more than any of the other systems it has to tow a classic edition of it had to has to tow the line between like its vast technical deficiencies uh-huh. in first in like modern hardware and i don't really know how to achieve that balance well so for me and this sort of like breaks the uh the the format of, of what we're doing here but i would ideally want it to have a battery life that lasts almost forever right because it's not doing a lot of processing so you should be able to have a battery in there that could run this thing for you know days nonstop. Um, and then I would want it to just be full of games because this file size for a Game Boy game is nothing. It's tiny. So we're coming up with 15 games. I'd want to see like 100 on this thing, like exhaustive. Every possible Game Boy game that you could think of that would ever be worth your time to be on this thing. And then to communicate wirelessly with other Game, uh, game Boy classics near it and just all, all of it, right? Like to be an unlimited, yes, it is uh, technically deficient in that like each game only has so much that it can do, but the system itself can do everything that the system could ever do. That's what I would want it to be. Yeah, I completely agree. But for our purposes... For our purposes, there are only 15 games going on this thing. Maybe more. We'll probably end up doing more. Um, are there any other features of this thing that we uh, need to discuss before we start going into what, what games are, are going on here? I mean. The system itself is not that awesome, so I feel like the games are the selling point. We should just get into that. All right, so uh, here's what we're going to do. First, we're going to go through some listener suggestions. We'll talk about the various uh, benefits of their lists, and then uh, we will get to our own personal lists, and from that, we will derive the perfect Game Boy Classic Edition list. So our first uh, list suggestion here comes from Juno2023. Juno, thank you very much for sending this list. Um, it is a good list. Uh, I shall start. Number one is Tetris. Number two, Super Mario Land. Number three, Super Mario Land 2, six gold coins. Number four, Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3. Number five, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. Number six, uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. So this is sort of where two games become one. One game becomes two. Um, seven is Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow. Number eight is Pokemon Gold, Silver, Crystal. 
Number nine, Dr. Mario. Number 10, Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Number 11, Pokemon Puzzle League. Number 12, Kirby's Dream Land. Number 13, Donkey Kong Land. 14, Mario Tennis. 15, Mario Golf. This is a pretty solid list. Yeah. Um, I think, for me, I don't know that Metroid 2 belongs on this. I don't disagree. Okay. Um, for, for, for my money, we have a better version of that game on the 3DS in uh, Samus Returns. Um, and I just, I just don't know that's necessary. Um, also, I don't know if it's necessary Donkey Kong Land. Um, I have maybe the first two Donkey Kong Lands downloaded on my 3DS. And, like, those games just aren't as, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to go back and play uh, the Donkey Kong Country games on, like, a big TV because you're like, oh, man, I know we thought this looked good at some point, but, like, I don't think anyone ever thought the Game Boy games looked good. Um, when's the last time you, you saw the, the graphics from one of those games? Uh, today, because while I was doing research for this. Sure. Um, yeah. Oof. Oof. But I included Donkey Kong Land on my system. Interesting. Because I feel like um, in any of these classic editions, there's always at least three games that you're like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I feel like this kind of hmm. checks that box where like, huh, I mean, it's a Nintendo first party of a popular IP that, you know, was based on a very successful uh, series that probably sold well on its own. Right. That maybe wasn't good, but yeah. But here, here we are. Here we are. Um, so, uh, Juno 2023 did exclusively first-party games? I mean, the thing about the Game Boy is you could very easily do that. You could very easily do that, but, I mean, you could also... I think it's important to put non-Nintendo games on this thing. I think so, too. Um, and I tried to be cognizant of that when I made my list. Um, uh, so, it's, it's... But it is interesting that you can pull 15... Uh, great games easily and also i mean this is arguably 15 16 17 18 19 this is arguably 20 games um because there are uh instead of two zelda games on here three and instead of two pokemon games six um and so i i did, maybe we should hold further conversation yeah about yeah let's, and, and let's until see what some other lists until say. later later on uh, Michael Rigi uh, sent his his list of of games. Speaking of too many Pokemon games, um, number one, Pokemon Trading Card Game. Number two, Pokemon Yellow. Number three, Pokemon Crystal. Number four, Kirby's Dream Land. Five, Kirby's Dream Land Two. Six, Tetris. There it is. Uh, number seven, Donkey Kong Land. Number eight, Donkey Kong Land Two. Number nine, Super Mario Land, and number ten, Super Mario Land Two. Six gold coins. So he stopped. He stopped at ten. Oh yeah, first list didn't have Tetris. Uh, yeah, it did. It started with Tetris. Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, if any of these lists don't have Tetris, they all have an implied Tetris <laughs> on them. It's a gimme. It's like the center spot of a bingo card. That's right. Or it's like the um uh uh doesn't matter. I was gonna try to make <laughs> I was gonna try to make a Hollywood Squares joke, and it doesn't even work there because you don't get any of those spaces for free. And I also couldn't think of the name of the guy who's always in Center Square. Paul Lind is who I was trying to think of. Uh, okay, so we start here with the Pokemon trading card game. I think that's an interesting choice and not one that I would think, 
uh, people would be super excited about. No, but it does make me think you could probably make one of these systems that is just Pokemon games that came out on Game Boy Color and Game Boy. Uh, so I would think that if you were doing that, you would do a uh, a Game Boy Advanced that is all the Pokemon games that came out on Game Boy Advance and earlier. Um, and then just make that a, you know, pre-DS uh, Pokemon system. Because you could fill that with all with all kinds, Easily. All kinds of games. Um, interesting that he only throws the uh, third entry in both the um, first and second generations, Pokemon Yellow and Crystal, uh, which I think makes sense. Mark, if you were to only able to put one Pokemon game on uh, on this thing, what would you choose? I would put yellow because it's like, I f- feel like the most easiest version of the most iconic games. Yes. To me. Right. I don't know what is considered iconic for Pokemon fans anymore. I mean, I, th- I think Gen 1 is iconic, right? And yellow does the thing where it like kind of marries itself to the anime in a way that the games, the other games don't. So I, I think that's right. But uh, Gen 2 has the whole thing where, like, all of Gen 1 is in it. So, you know, I don't, I, I, this is something I went back and forth with, and I, I don't really know where, I, where we're going to land with that when we finish. Um, uh, so the, the next entry is on here, Kirby and, uh, and uh, Kirby 2. Um, I think it's important to put Kirby's Dream Land 2 on, on this thing. Uh, that adds some, like, friends um kirby's riding a hamster it's the first game boy title where you can like swallow enemies for their abilities yeah and i think that's all that's, that's what we expect all, from a kirby game yeah it's like formative stuff the original kirby game is weirdly non-kirby um but so that's just uh that donkey kong land and donkey kong land 2 uh i i don't i don't I, you I might don't know. end up being outvoted on this I'm, i may end up being outvoted but but we'll, we'll come we'll come back we'll, come back. we'll see, see what else some uh other people uh michael also added a, a question to to his list what pokemon games from the same generation do you think sold better red versus blue um uh silver versus gold uh what do you think? Did, did Nintendo ever release sales numbers? A quick Google search didn't bring up any results. So Mark? I did a little research on this. Mm-hmm. Patrick, do you have any guesses before I tell you what I found? Um, red versus blue or silver versus gold? Uh, red no, versus blue, no. which... Okay, great. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I would be willing to guess that the third arms of all of them sold better than the individuals, but I I, I don't know about this red versus is, so blue. So this is what I was able to find. Yeah. Uh. According to NPD, wait, hold on. I want to. I want to change my answer. Okay. I want to say that red sold better than blue. Okay. Uh, and then I don't have an opinion on the other one. <laughs> Great. Uh, so as of 2005, NPD okay. report, reports the following sales for red, blue, yellow, and silver and gold. Red sold 4.83 million copies, mm-hmm. and so this is just U.S. and Canada. Sure. Blue sold 5. Oh, two million Interesting. copies. Interesting. Yellow sold 5.1 million. Okay. Silver. So blue sold better than yellow? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Blue sold better than red. Uh, That's 5.2. Yellow 2? sold 5.02. Oh, sorry. sorry. And then yellow was 5.1. Okay. Uh, silver sold 3.85 million. Mm-hmm. Gold sold 3.75 million. And then... Uh, crystal. I don't have information on oh, Crystal. Okay. I have information on Heart Gold and Heart Soul Silver. Okay. The March 
20 or the 2010 DS remakes. Yeah. So I found data for the first month that those games were released, which was Good March, <laughs> March 2010. In the first month, it was a reversal from the total sales of silver and gold. Because originally silver sold better than gold. Yes. Okay. Um. Oh, wait. So in that way, it is not a reversal. It's a continuation. <laughs> because hard gold sold uh, 760,000 in its first month and soul silver sold 1.02 million. Okay. So for whatever reason, uh, silver is more popular than gold. Uh-huh. And... Blue, blue is more popular, is more popular, than, popular red. than red. Yep. So I wonder if uh, the red and blue dichotomy gets messed up a little bit because in Japan there was a green version, green and red. This was just for... I understand that. Okay. But uh, I, I think that there are probably some people who had access to the Japanese market that were buying American versions of the game. And if they already had uh, either red or green in the other uh, market, would see blue as like a new one. But blue came out in Japan. Later. Oh, did it? Yes. Later? Uh-huh. Okay, well, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just biased because you like red best. I, so you're well, looking for, you're scrambling for explanations as to why. It's got the Charizard <laughs> on the front of it. It's got what is objectively the coolest Pokemon on it. Blastoise is cool, too, but, like, I can see where people would be like, oh, yeah, I want that dope-ass dragon on my game. That's just, I just... Well, just, maybe worldwide they agreed with you. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we, I was only able to find definitive NPD. So there you uh, go. Uh, and uh, then yellow just sort of narrowly edging out blue. Right. Which is not is great, but like not super impressive when you consider that it, on, it sold less than a million copies more than blue, which right. was just like combined red and blue sold like double. Right. Um, that's so interesting. I wonder those those third versions of the game. There's got to be a lot of people double dipping, right? I think that's definitely true. and. But I also think, like, uh, w- even though it sells, even if the third versions continue to sell, like, half yeah. of what the uh, two, the first two com- versions combined do, that's still, like, millions of copies. It's of still game. so many. <laughs> Pokemon games sell well. For, like, relatively little work. Right. Um, all right. Moving on to our next list. It's not so much a list as it is a little bit of a paragraph here outlining things. So just bear with us while we read through. Um, Half Jack said, uh, would love to have one that had Zelda Link's Awakening DX. Must have DX. Because Link's Awakening has always been awesome, but the DX had a new degree that made uh, uh, the game really something special. Um, I'd also like Kicks on there because I remember buying that game for Game Boy uh, and it was cheap but addicting. Uh, finally, so he's just offering three games. I'd love Quirk to be on there. Now, are you familiar with Quirk? I don't think so. So uh, Quirk is a uh, overhead like puzzle game. It uh, had the subtitle The Chilled Tomato. Um, and it is just like map after map of um, like block pushing puzzles. It's like uh, when you're playing a top-down Zelda and you enter a room with like a bunch of squares that you can push around. Um, but some of them rotate in interesting ways. It's a really cool game, um, and one that I played a bunch as a kid. And I was trying to remember if I had this game or if my buddy Pete had it. Um, we we were, you know, Pete and I are super close, um, but were such that like our Game Boy libraries may have been this may as well have been the same library. The chilled tomato. 
the chilled tomato. Oh, it sounds like a hang loose dude. Oh yeah, he's a he's a real cool tomato. Wears sunglasses and is like kind of like got some attitude. <laughs> of course, you would never know that if you didn't see drawings of the character on the uh, uh the actual um box art. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I think that I think Quirk is a great addition uh to a a Game Boy Classic. I didn't have it on my list. Um, but I think that is one definitely worthy of inclusion uh, on on our our, our final list. Uh, so th- thank you for that uh, for those suggestions, Half Jack. Um, our next list comes from Stephen Labine. Uh, we're gonna see a lot of the same things that we've been talking about here. Um, starts with Pokemon Red Blue, then Pokemon Gold Silver. Um, he notes. I could be convinced that in order to not have to pick between the two versions per generation, you could use yellow and crystal. Yes, I agree with Steven and Michael on that. I uh, opted to put yellow and crystal. Yeah, just, just the third versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, continuing on, uh, Tetris, Mario Land 2, Link's Awakening DX, Kirby's Dream Land, uh, Donkey Kong. So this is the first appearance on uh, our listener list so, of Donkey Kong. 94. And I'm assuming the arcade version. I'm assuming this is just Donkey Kong. Oh, the like the original, just the four level Donkey Kong. Yeah, I. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, because I because the Donkey Kong '94 was also just called Donkey Kong. Okay, well we will hold that. If it's Donkey Kong '94, we will talk more about yeah. that game uh, coming up. I'm sure. Um, if it's just the original arcade Donkey Kong, then we are not going to talk about it any further. Moving on, Wario Land 3, he notes the best of the Wario Land series. Um, I'm not super familiar with the later games, the later Game Boy Wario Land games. I'm not either. So this is one where we're just trusting Steven to lead us in the right direction. I, I will trust that. So that's another one that I'm going to dog ear for later. Pokemon Pinball. Pokemon Pinball, you are being relegated to the uh, theoretical Pokemon uh, Game Boy Classic. I had it on my list. You did. I have it on my list. Wonderful. Um, po- Pokemon Trading Card Game. And then Paperboy, which I think is an interesting inclusion. I think so, too. I think, Stephen, this might be one where nostalgia is talking to you because that is a terrible version of a not very fun game. <laughs> it's true. It's like if you're making an Atari Classic Edition and you put Pac-Man on there. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Although Pac-Man's a pretty good game. Um, but interesting inclusions kind of all around there, uh, even though there are some that we've been talking about um, a, a little bit here. Uh, next, uh, we got Dustin from Houston who sent in a list. Uh, his first is Tetris. For obvious reasons, he notes. This is his note. Obvious reasons. Uh, Pokemon Yellow, he notes. Red or blue would work too, but I've always found it more fun to get all three starters in one playthrough. Totally agree with you, Dustin. Great point. Pokemon Crystal, again, notes gold and silver would also work, but I prefer the third versions. I think that's this is probably where we're going to land on this. Um, Link's Awakening. Doesn't specify uh, the DX version, but what are you going to do? Um, Zelda Oracle of Ages, Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Uh, and he notes, can't believe we got two good, unique 2D Zeldas at once. It is a little bit unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Mario Land 2, 6 gold coins. Mario Land 3, Wario Land. Uh, he says, really fun to play as Wario for the first time. He's right. Uh, Kirby's Dream Land and Bomberman uh, with the note, hadn't played Bomberman previously or since, but I have fond memories of this one. Uh, he goes on to say, I'm sure there are more, but I just haven't played enough to comment. Uh, I'm sure games like Metroid 2 also deserve a spot. Don't be so sure. Don't be so sure. 
Um, wh- anything on this list surprise you? Bomberman is uh, an interesting inclusion. Bomberman for me. is an interesting inclusion, mostly because I don't have any affinity for those games. Um, Kirby's Dreamland, the original, interesting choice, not a bad choice. It's just not what I think of as Kirby anymore. Even though obviously, the uh, it has the elements, the fundamental elements of a Kirby game. Some of the fundamental fundamental elements. I do think taking uh, enemy powers has become part of the Kirby DNA. And it is weird to play a Kirby game without it. Um, let's talk about Metroid 2 now, uh, just because we're sort of in this this space. Let us wash our hands of it. Let us wash our hands of it. Um, so I think that both, both uh, Metroid 2 and Kid Icarus 2 are interesting entries in those series, uh, but aren't really worth playing in the form that they're in. Would you put Metroid 2 on this list if the 3DS remake did not uh, exist? Prob- I, maybe, maybe. I still think that game is... Uh, the Samus's sprite is too big on that screen, and the game is too obtuse to really like understand or have a lot of fun with. I, I played through it as a kid, and I know I beat it, but I feel like that was my white whale for like a year. Um, with the Nintendo Power open in front of me and just like pouring over it, that I finally got to the end of it. Um, but I don't know, like I, I have no desire to revisit it. If the 3DS version didn't exist, I guess I would include it just as like a historical nod, right? Mm-hmm. To like have it out there again. But uh, I feel zero need to include it on a list. Yeah, knowing that a better version of that game exists, um, more playable version, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, and then just in that same breath, I would say that I would love to see a remake of Kid Icarus 2 uh, Gods and Monsters, might be the myths and myth and monsters, doesn't matter. Um, I would love to see a, a remake of that too, given like the same love that Metroid 2 got, because that game, well, it has some cool ideas and like cool aesthetics, like it's just kind of a garbage heap. It's less playable than the original Kid Icarus, which has its problems. Yeah, I have no love for the Kid Icarus series, so... Um, just, I, I will mention this anytime we bring up Kid Icarus. The 3D Classics version of Kid Icarus on 3DS is awesome. It adds a little bit of like a floaty mechanic to Pitt's jumps. So like if you're jamming on the A button, he will sort of like glide down. Makes him a million times more controllable and the game is playable and fun and the experience of the game is awesome and worth it. Um but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, we have a few more suggestions uh, from Twitter. Greg Smith, a uh, previous guest on the show, who talked to us about uh, Def Jam Fight for New York, um, just replied to our tweet with Worms Armageddon. I, have, I play a Worms game? I, I am familiar with the Worms series. I No room in this cold heart for Worms. Oh. How about you? Uh, I don't really know the Worms games, but it does... They're they are similar to uh like Lemmings games, right? In that like you're sort of like a, a third person like observer and you like command the units to do something yeah. on like a, a 3D plane sort uh-huh. of it's like a a, a, a uh side scrolling it's like looking at a strategy game. Type yeah. Thing. yeah. Um and I like Lemmings and there are a couple different Lemmings games on here too, uh or on Game Boy. So I think there's room for a game like that. I don't know if Worms is that game, um, but unless we come up with a another one, like uh, that uh, that Krusty's Funhouse. You ever play that? All the Simpsons games are bad. Uh, the Krusty's Funhouse games are okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sorry, Greg, I don't think we're doing that. 
Um, and then, Mark, you want to read this last one? Sure. Uh, it comes from Super Game, at Super Game Joy on Twitter. They say two models, one classic DMG, which we Googled and learned that that meant like the original brick, yeah. like gray model. Uh, the other is the purple Game Boy Color. Different games, Pokemon Blue and Red, Gold and Silver, Legend of Zelda, Seasons, or Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. So I think what he's establishing here is for all of these games that there are like two of, that the different skews, uh, you know, that the like classic gray one would have red, gold, and uh, seasons, and that the other one would have, you know, blue, silver, and ages. Yeah, which is a really cool idea that I hadn't considered before. I, th- I think that's a cool idea, too. I would still want both versions to be the same shape, even if they're different colors, um, just for, for me personally. Uh, and then they continue, the systems would have the following same games, Tetris, Mario Land 1, 2, and 3, DK94, Donkey Kong 94, there we go. Legend of Zelda, um, Link's, Link's Awakening, Awakening mm-hmm. DX, Metroid 2, Game Boy Wars, Balloon Kid, uh, Donkey Kong Land 1 and 2, Wario Blast, which is like a Wario Bomberman crossover, oh. and Kid Icarus. Okay, so we're already throwing out Metroid 2 and Kid Icarus. Sorry. Right? So- sorry. Um... Balloon Kid is an interesting inclusion. Here. I never played it, so I, d- I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, I don't really have much of an opinion on it either. Um, I've only played just tiny chunks of it. Um, but it's basically like balloon fight done right. Balloon fight right. Balloon right fight. Balloon alt right. One of those I don't like. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think it's probably worthy of inclusion on this list. Um, Game Boy Wars? So it's uh, a Nintendo game developed by Intelligent Systems. Basically the first entry in the, I think the first entry, there may have been a Famicom one, in the Wars series. So like Advance, Advance Wars. Wars. Sure. Um, it's basically like Advance Wars, but on a Game Boy. Uh, so d- what, what do you think about uh, having that on this thing? I haven't played it. I love Advance Wars, but I've never played Game Boy Wars, so I don't feel like I can... Uh, yeah, really speak to it. Right. My heart says, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it's great. But um, I don't have any experience to back that up. All right. Uh, Wario Blast, I think, is a is a is definitely a good inclusion here, um, especially because we've been talking about Wario. We've been talking about uh, Bomberman. I think that's probably a, gr- a great solution to just include that in there. Mark, we have reached the end of our listener submissions. Yeah, thank you so much to everybody who uh, sent that in. Yeah, you've given us all a, a lot to think about. This leads us to our two lists. Um, do you want to go back and forth? Do yeah, let's wanna... go back okay. and forth. All right. Uh, I'll go first, Tetris. Okay, I also have Tetris. All I right. feel like Tetris is, we can put Tetris that on the lock. list for yes. sure. Tetris uh, is going, are you going to write? Uh, I'll, 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 write keep, I'll keep okay. the master list Great. Uh, here. Uh, Tetris. Uh, uh, next, I I go right to Super Mario Land, the original Super Mario Land. Okay, so I put the original Super Mario Land as well. Okay. I don't think it's the best Super Mario Land game, but I feel like you got to have that first one on there, especially if we're pairing it down to 15 games. Right. Uh, I also, so we both have Super Mario Land on, on this list. Um, it is so weird. This yeah. game is so weird. And like it's got vehicle segments, and it feels very much like uh, a parallel universe where someone was like, make a sequel to the original Super Mario Brothers, 
Um, but let me just describe to you what Mario is, yeah. and then make a game based off of that. Yes. Um, it's also one of the Game Boy's launch games, along with Tetris. Um, and I, I, I think we came to the Game Boy early. Uh, my, my family came to Game Boy early, and so that's why I just like have a lot of original Super Mario Land under my thumbs. But for me, it's like that's quintessential Game Boy experience is playing. The original Super Mario Land. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Super Mario Land 2 is a better game. Or, Absolutely. Uh, but if I had to choose between one of them, I would choose the first one. Okay, well, uh, spoiler, I did not choose between them. I included also <laughs> Super Mario Land 2, six gold coins. So I didn't include two, but, oh, I, okay. but I did include three. So I also include three. <laughs> okay. Um, I do the Super Mario Land trilogy, uh, even though the third one of them is basically just Mario Land. Yes. One. So I think for sure we can put Super Mario Land and uh, Super now, Mario Land 3 in the on our, on our complete list. So I will agree that Super Mario Land 3 for sure goes on here, the original Mario Land. I don't know if we can put Super Mario Land... With, we are the only people who've brought up that original Super Mario Land game. Yeah, but, like, other people are wrong. It's our show. You're right. <laughs> it's history. You have to include it. It's quintessential Game Boy-ness, where you're like, oh, my gosh, it's a Mario game on the go. That was the first time you could do that. It's true. Uh, okay, so then Wario Land. Um, so the, the, those are the three titles that we have locked in so far. Yeah. Um. All right. Next on my list, and I think this will probably be on yours as well, as it's been on all of these. The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening DX. Yeah. Um. Do we have any opinions about whether the DX part of it is necessary or even preferable to the original version? Yeah, I think I. You know, if I were choosing between the two, I would choose to play the DX version just because it's. Uh, it's got another dungeon. Yeah. Also, it's in color. Uh, my next entry here is Donkey Kong 94. Uh, I have not played this game, and so I can't speak to it. I know that it is very well regarded. Uh, I will go to the mat for Donkey Kong 94. Um, a number of our listeners have also suggested it. But, you know, the, the game presents itself as the original Donkey Kong, uh, with the first four levels being the first four levels of Donkey Kong, except Mario can do handstands, and he can flip, and he does all these acrobatic things, and you just, like, demolish these first four levels in ways that you never could have when you were playing in the arcades or on NES or whatever. And then it just explodes into like there are like 90 levels or something like that after that. And each one is just like a puzzle platform arcade thing where you're like thinking really hard about the solution, but also doing these like acrobatic Mario things. Um, it's like foundational and blows up what Donkey Kong is and what Mario is. It's such a good game. I'm not going to push back on that because I have a couple that I'm like, uh, I don't know that I want to slip in there. So I'm going to like give you one oh, so you can like thank scratch you. my back later. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, so Donkey Kong 94, putting it on here. Um, and it we're, we're okay to call it Donkey Kong 94, right? Yeah. I think that just makes it easier. I think it just makes it clear. About. Yes. Uh, so I will counter with a Donkey Kong, not a counter, but like, because I agreed. Right. But uh, Donkey Kong Land. Okay. I think... Defend yourself. <laughs> Look, it's not a good game. Okay. Right? Uh, like I said before, I think this is just one of those, like, gimmies. We are like, oh, if it wasn't on there, we would all say, why is Donkey Kong Land not on here? I was debating between this and the Donkey Kong Country 
remake that they made for Game Boy Color. Sure. And I settled on this because I think it's just weirder. It is definitely weirder. I wonder if the weirdest choice wouldn't be Donkey Kong Land 3. I I never played it. I mean, I never played it either. (laughs) Sure. Let's do that then. All right. Awesome. Um, (laughs) It'll give us an opportunity to play it (laughs) that we otherwise would not have. And that's what these classic editions are for. So this, uh, we're we're sort of joking here, but like that is kind of true, right? That like, oh yeah, I did always mean to play that. Um, And like... Donkey Kong Country 3 is one of the more, like, maligned of that original series. Um, But uh, in doing research for this, Donkey Kong Land 3 is actually pretty well regarded um, as far as the Donkey Kong Land games are concerned. Uh, So, like, an opportunity to play a game that's maybe not as bad as we think it is or as bad as we think it should be, like, you know, that's maybe a a cool choice there. Um, Do you want to go for another one or me next? Sure. So I'm going to put out there David Crane's The Rescue of Princess Blobette. So this is a boy and his blob. A boy and his blob. So I knew this was coming. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think that this game, Boy and His Blob, what David what's? David Crane's The Rescue of Princess Blobette. Okay. (laughs) Um, Do you think this game is playable in 2018? Yes. How? Tell me how. I mean, it's it's very playable. I don't I don't even know how to answer that question. It can be played. Sure. Should it be? I I just I I most of my experience with this game is you telling me that like having no idea what to do in this game and just randomly feeding beans to a blob. Um you know, it's not as yeah, a th- you're focusing on the negative part, not the positive part where I watched a YouTube walkthrough. <laughs> Like, 20 years later. (laughs) Look, there will always be YouTube walkthroughs of David Crane's Rescue of Princess Blobette. Blobette. Imagine in, like, uh, Indiana Jones font. Because they did. (laughs) Sure. That's how they imagined it and then presented it. Okay. Again, this is one of those choices that I'm defending because it's like a, uh, I don't know, one of those awful side-scrolling shooters that they kept feeding us on the NES Classic Edition. Sure. So where, th- this is your Contra 3 or Super C or whatever. Or, yeah. Or, no, no, no. Worse. This is my, like... Oh, this is your, like, Gradius or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Where you're like, oh, sure, I guess somebody appreciated this game at some point in time. And that person is Mark Mitchell. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, I'm not putting it on our final list <laughs> All yet. Right. But we're, we you know, the, the, this, the final list is reserved for just, like, the things that we've absolutely agreed on. Okay, yeah. 100%. Yes. Um, and I'm going to start throwing down uh, controversial opinions okay, yeah, right now. Okay, fair. That's fair. Mega Man 5. So all of the Mega Man games uh, to, to this point have been kind of mashups of uh, the NES equivalent and its sequel. So the original uh, Mega Man on Game Boy had four Mega Man 1 bosses and four Mega Man 2 bosses. Mega Man 2 had uh, four Mega Man 2 bosses and four Mega Man 3 bosses, and so on, until 5. When it's all new Robot Masters, all new levels, it's a brand new, has uh, all of the Robot Masters are themed after planets in the solar system, and is just a cool, fun, new Mega Man game. And I recognize that this is just the Mega Man fan in me saying, give me more Mega Man, uh, but otherwise I don't know how I would play this game. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think something that's unique like that, that can only be, ex- only be experienced on the Game Boy, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think uh, Mega Man 
was a huge franchise at the time. Yeah, there were five of them on Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it deserves a place there. Um, and also, uh, that would put Capcom on uh, these lists. I guess uh, the um, Zelda games, the Oracle games. Oh, we haven't are, we haven't are, definitively put them on there, but we might as well I know, just I know, say I know. they're going to go on there. Uh, they will almost certainly go. If on If you there. had to choose between one, I don't know that I could. Or ages. So age seasons is a little more like action focused. Yeah. Like, you know, these are minor differences and ages is a little bit more puzzle focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally would probably lean more towards seasons than ages as my favorite, but this is one where I don't know that I can choose um, because they like run together in your mind. They do. I yeah. know. I know I have played a little bit of one and all the way through the other and I don't know which is which. I don't think that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't They're say, basically the same game. I didn't say, Mark, here's a crazy thing. <laughs> I'm calming thing. you down. Thank you, thank you. Thank you <laughs> I for am validating. affirming you. Uh, so do we want to just put one or both of these on here now? Let's tentatively put both. Okay. And if we need to... So are we putting these as two separate games, or do we get like a slash cheat on this I one? I don't think we get a slash cheat. No slash cheat. No. Okay. So uh, Seasons uh, and Legend of Zelda uh, Ages. Uh, so weird spoiler for the rest of my list. I didn't have either of them. On, oh, okay. On on my fifteen. Oh, okay. Wow. Because uh, I've got some other games on here that I want to see on this thing. Um, can I go again, or yeah, do you yeah, wanna... go okay. ahead. Uh, the Game Boy port of Battletoads. I'm listening. So I really like battletoads on the nes i know that game gets a lot of crap for being uh difficult uh to a fault and that is true it is difficult to a fault but it is largely a fair game except for the one point where it stops being fair with multiple players it's literally uh, impossible to get past the 11th level with two players um but battletoads on game boy is just called battletoads but it is a brand new battletoads game um, complete with like the uh, levels on vehicles and everything, everything that makes the original Battletoads so varied from level to level that like each level is essentially playing a different game. Um, the Game Boy version does as well. Uh, I don't necessarily expect it to make it to our final list, uh, but it has to go on mine. So how about this? What if we tentatively put it on there, mm. and then once we reach a point where we've put all the games that we're like, yeah, this needs to be in there, and then we'll have to go through and like cull it, and we'll see where the cards fall. Okay, so if we're doing that, then we are also putting uh, David Crane's The uh, Rescue of Princess Blobette. That's right. Mm-hmm. How can I shorten that? I'm typing. Just call it like a boy in his blob, or okay, like I'm David call Crane, it or blob. something. How about that? Blob? Perfect. We'll know what you're talking about. Uh. I have Mrs. Ms. Pac-Man on here. Oh, how is the Game Boy port of Ms. Pac-Man? It's is- fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's it's Ms. Pac-Man. Like, there's not, it's not like earth shattering in any way. Um, I do think that's a good choice though, and I think there should be uh like arcadey games on this thing. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I also have Do- Dr. Mario on here. So do I. Um, which I don't feel as strongly about because I didn't like put a ton of time into Dr. Mario. Yeah. But I, I do feel like these like simple puzzle, like single screen experiences were something that was a huge part of the Game Boy, especially in its earlier years. Well, and it's, it's quintessential pick up and play, right? 
that you can hand it to anyone and they'll immediately understand like, oh, I get what this is. I understand Pac-Man. I understand Tetris. Um, I also have Alleyway on on my list. You remember Alleyway? Yeah. Um, it's another uh, launch title for uh, Game Boy where you're just controlling a weird little spaceship at the bottom of the screen. You're break, breaking bricks uh, up top. Um, and I think all of these are important kinds of games uh, for this thing. So I, I think Miss Pac-Man is uh, a great inclusion. Um, I'm going to put it on the list here, uh, along with Dr. Mario, because we both, we both included it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe we had a, a, a listener suggest it as well. Um, how do you feel about Alleyway? Uh, I find those types of games so boring. You don't like Brick Breakers? No, that uh, it would not. It's not on my list. <laughs> it would not be anywhere near my list. Sure. Um, how many more games do you have on your list that we haven't discussed yet? Um, well, why don't I just list them? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we haven't talked about Pokemon at all. Yes, on on our list. Right on our list. So I have Pokemon Yellow, Crystal, and Pokemon Pinball, which included Rumble. In its original incarnation. So tell me why Pokemon Pinball. Uh, it is a game that I have tied very heavily to my memories of the Game Boy Color. Okay. Is basically what it comes down to. Um, and Pokemon, what is Pokemon Rumble? No, 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 sorry. Pokemon Pinball that included Rumble, as in like oh, the, f- the functionality. Sure, okay. So yeah. there, there was like a little jingly jangle thing in uh-huh. the cartridge itself. Yes, exactly. Um, okay. Uh, I have Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, I think no. I don't think... Uh, I, I don't have uh, any fighting games on my list. Well, it's another one of those where you're like, yeah, this is not good. Right? This is not a good representation of Street Fighter... Or of uh, Mortal Kombat 2. Or Street Fighter. Or Street Fighter. A terrible representation of Street Fighter. But I feel like it's... Is this a Game Boy Color game or just a regular Game Boy game? I think game it's Boy just game? a regular Game Boy game. I don't have any memories of playing it on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess it's, it falls into that like Donkey Kong Land or David Crane's The Rescue of Princess Blobat. Wow. I don't know, Mark. I think you're insane. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think this belongs on there at all. Uh, and not just... Uh, the Mortal Kombat games, the original Mortal Kombat games, um, I feel like belong in the dustbin of history where we're like, oh, look, we know that happened, but like, let's not revisit it. Let's not. And especially on Game Boy, like, I get. <laughs> I just hate it. I just hate it. <laughs> you reacted very viscerally to that. Um, yeah, that's fair. I. I... <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't know what to say. I don't have as strong feelings about it as you do. So I'm I'm happy to let that one seed. Uh do you have other other games we haven't uh Dragon Warrior 3? Great. Great. Um it's uh Dragon Quest 3. It's just a Game Boy version of that. I that was ported over to the Game Boy. Um I love Dragon Quest as a series. Mm-hmm. Uh we don't really have any art like traditional Japanese RPGs represented on here i also have final fantasy adventure i also have final fantasy adventure and i have the first final fantasy legend game on mine uh we talked about final fantasy legend in that episode with greg smith and we were talking about weird games um i am willing to not actually have a legend on like our final final list um because it is a little bit too obtuse and a little bit too strange but but i'd like the idea of having like a traditional turn-based rpg on this list Mm -hmm. because we don't 
we have a lot of platformers. Uh, other we have than, a lot of like Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, we don't really have any of those. Um, like, yeah, Square Enix, or I guess Square or, or Enix, Enix at this right. point. Uh, so I really like Dragon Quest Three and Final Fantasy Adventure, which is uh basically just a a, a mana game. Yeah, it it is the first mana game. It's a uh, second Densetsu one. Right. Final Fantasy Adventure. That's spelled wrong, but we'll know what it is. <laughs> and Dragon Warrior 3. Yes. Right. Uh, Dragon Quest 3. Mm-hmm. Is it called Dragon Warrior? It, it was at this point still called Dragon Warrior in the West. I don't know what they would call it if they released it here at this point. Uh, let's call it Let's call it Warrior. Let's continue to call because uh What did they do when Final Fantasy 6 came over for the SNES Classic Edition? They, they called, called it 3. Six. No, they called it 3. Oh, they called it, three. called it 3? Yeah. Then, yes, I think we should call it Dragon Warrior 3. Uh, Perfect. Uh, Warrior 3. Um, and I think that completes my list. Kirby's Dream Land 2, did we talk about that? Uh, we have mentioned Kirby's Dream Land 2. I, it didn't make it to my final list of 15. Um, we are, are butting up against uh, a point where we should probably figure out how many titles we want to put on our combined list. Um, maybe as many as 20. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a second because I have one more game to bring up. Um, and that is... Tiny Toon Adventures, Babs's Big Break. I don't know if you played any of the Tiny Toons games. Um, uh, on the SNES, I have. Not on any of the Game Boy. Uh, so there, I think there were two on, on Game Boy. There's, this is the first one, and the second one is like Montana Max's something or other. Um, and uh, this plays a lot like the Super Nintendo one, where you uh, start a level by picking which of like three main Tiny Toons you're going to play as, and then you encounter like other ones throughout the level that do cool stuff for you like you recruit dizzy and he like spins through he's a tasmanian devil one (laughs) and he spins through you know some obstacle and uh it's just a uh neat um side scrolling uh you know platform adventure game um it doesn't have to be on our final list uh but it is just worthy worthy of note here see i uh i i'm not opposed to throwing like some licensed stuff like that on this list. I think it's okay that this list is maybe not the most like uh, that it's not like the tightest Yeah, that's not like thing. the platinum yes. games, you know, that you would expect necessarily to be on there. I feel like when you look at the other classic editions, there are always at least three, four, sometimes five titles you're just like this, what is, is this garbage thing? to me. Right. Right? Like, and thanks for releasing Star Fox two, I guess. <laughs> But I, but I think they're still worth and like having that in this library. So I, I, I think it's fine if that made our final list. Um, but it doesn't have to. One more game I realized uh, is on my list that we skipped over, or that I skipped over. I guess I can't hold you responsible for this. Uh, is Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge? Um, the did you play any of the Castlevania games on Game Boy? No. Um, so the original Castlevania on Game Boy. Uh, is like a stripped-down uh, Castlevania. There are no sub-weapons. Castlevania uh, Adventures? Is that I think what it's is called? what it's called, yeah. yeah. Um, and I had that game and hated it, but played a ton of it. Um, and the Castlevania Two Belmont's Revenge is a direct sequel to that, um, which uh, re-adopts all of the uh, gameplay mechanics of the original uh, Castlevania and um, like Castlevania Three and even Super Castlevania. That it's just like in line with that has super cool Game Boy music that is in that Castlevania style, um, and uh, also is a good way for us to put a Konami game on here. Yeah, and a Castlevania game, and I love those uh, 
like first four Castlevania that style of like traditional just like yeah platforming before it fell into the sort of more Metroidy style, which is also cool. Just which is also the, cool, just different. Yeah. Um. So I'm good. Yeah, I'm into it. Okay, Castlevania two. Um, so how many titles do we have on here now? Hold on, I'm just adding Mega Man five to this as well. Uh, five. Uh, and then what are we gonna do about? I I haven't put any of the Pokemon games on here, so I'm gonna put Pokemon Yellow and Crystal. Mm-hmm. Right. I think so. If we were to get, if we had to get rid of one, I would get rid of Crystal, but that's just because I don't think it's as iconic. It's not as iconic, but it. You know, I I think it's got to be on there just because it, I mean, it's a whole generation of it, and it includes, you go back to Kanto at the end of it, you can play the as what is essentially a sequel to the first game in the original region. Um, so with all of that, uh, we've got 18 games. Now let me just uh, read, down, read it down because I may have missed uh, some stuff. Um, Tetris, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, Donkey Kong 94, Donkey Kong Land 3, which I stand by, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages, Battletoads, uh, David Crane's Rescue of Princess Blobette, Miss Pac-Man, Dr. Mario, Dragon Warrior 3, Final Fantasy Adventure, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Mega Man 5, Pokemon Yellow, and Pokemon Crystal. And then we also talked about... Uh, bringing Quirk and yeah. Wario Blast into this list as well. Quirk, Wario, Blast. So that puts us at exactly 20, right? That brings us to an even 20. Uh, Heartbreakers, I guess, on here is, uh, you know, there are only two Pokemon games. It could be as many as six. Or if with the trading card game, which came up a bunch, and Pokemon Pinball, uh, do... I'm now opening the floor to the possibility that we go as high as 25. <laughs> I feel like 20 is a good number when we both came in with lists of 15. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, then. And there's always going to be some heartbreak. There's always going to be some heartbreak. Look, we got three Zelda games on this thing, so maybe this is okay. Do we need to review? Or are, are, we'll review, and then, th- then we will make our final decision, yeah. our final edit. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm going to work backwards now. Wario Blast. Quirk, the Chill Tomato, Pokemon Crystal, Pokemon Yellow, Mega Man 5, Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge, Final Fantasy Adventure, Dragon Warrior 3, Dr. Mario, Ms. Pac-Man, the David Crane's Rescue of Princess Blobette, Battletoads, Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons, Donkey Kong Land 3, Donkey Kong 94, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, Super Mario Land, and Tetris. I think we kind of killed it. I think this is the best possible list of 20 Game Boy games you could ever want. Mark, let's close up this discussion. All right, so that's our definitive list of 20 games that we would put on the Game Boy Classic Edition. You could send in your suggestions, but this is definitive, and it's as good as it's going to get. Mark, do you think we are, are leaving? Are we rubbing anyone the wrong way here? Are we doing the right thing? I feel like we're doing the right thing, 
but we may be rubbing someone the wrong way. Well, I would love to hear it. Uh, you can send your list to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. If you had a good time uh, with us uh, in all of this, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, that helps us out tremendously. Also, if you like the show, please share it on Twitter or Facebook. On Twitter, we are at Nincart Society. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. We love tweeting with you. Um, and on Facebook, we're just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the show. Uh, if you like Mark and Mine's opinions, we write about comic books on RetconPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can find more of his music by going to ApeBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers, not apologizing for taking the Return of Samus off this thing. Doesn't belong there. Thanks for listening. Campfire.